podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketers Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today I am delighted to be joined by Tony Haggerty but not so delighted Tony to be talking about the end of an era. Celtic for 60 minutes looked as though we were likely to win this game and it all turned on the red cards, yet another defeat. What's, what's your thoughts at this moment in time? My thoughts at this moment in time is you, you are you, you touched on it there. It's the it's the end of an era. You're looking at a kind of changing of the guard, aren't you? You're just seeing that at this moment in time it looks to be Rangers time. You know, things are going for them. They aspired goalkeeper today. Morelos got away with one. He didn't play particularly well. They got a a kind of fortunate goal. The red card changes everything and within two or three minutes Celtic's uh, season but the dust you know we spoke about it at the start and the one thing we touched upon with Beton's inclusion over Duffy and I, and I said it mm-hmm. at the start before we came before the game kicked off I said my problem with Beton is that he switches off he switched off yep. he's rugby tackled your man Morelos who was breaking three on goal and he's given d- Madden a decision and you can't complain about the red card. He's hauled him to the ground. You're right. You know, so no complaints and, about the red card. And within a couple of minutes of that incident, Celtic go one down, and you knew fine well they were never coming back from that because the the team had to be switched around. Mm-hmm. You sacrificed Griffiths forward player, and up until that point, there was only going to, was only looking like there was going to be one winner, and that was Celtic. But you know, 
the, the name of the game's winning. And Rangers, under Gerrard this season, have found a way to win. Mm. And 19 points, no guarantee that Celtic will claw the nine back anyway in the three games in hand. You have to say it's it's unassailable. And it's, I think, well, I think most Celtic supporters would concede that the 10's gone. This is the thing, you're, you're clinging on for weeks and weeks there, Tony. You, you see the rot Celtic were in when we won the two games in the 12. And all I've been saying leading up to this game is we've not turned a corner, but we're out of that rut yes. um, of getting used to not winning games. Start winning games together, uh, putting a run together. And then today, for an hour, I'm looking at this thinking, I'll be disappointed if Celtic don't win this. Yeah, I mean, um, for 65 minutes, they were, they were terrific. The game plan, the shape... Everything, you know, all, all all that was missing was the ball in the net. You know, and McGregor's there for a reason. You know, he's a goalkeeper, that's what he does, and he does it well. So you, you hats off to him for that, a, a top-drop performance. But uh, I get back to it, you know, you, you have to say to your defenders at half-time, Rangers are going to come at you, be switched on at all times, don't get caught. And it's a simple ball down the channel, you know, and... He's coped with them. Mm-hmm. Beaton's coped with Morelos up until then. I know players are clever and they do their movement and all that, but I mean, he doesn't have to do too much. He just, you know, stay off. Don't get touched tight to him for no reason. You know, it's any. I, I just uh, for the life of me, I can't understand. I, I will go back to you. You cannot switch off in those games because I said Morelos, Roof, or Kent will punish you. And Morelos has punished him big time because mm-hmm. he's invited that and Beaton's obliged. And within two or three minutes, the whole season is disintegrated in front of your eyes. Absolutely. You know, the goal Rangers got was fought, had an element of fortune to it, but it's one of the few cross balls they got into the box the whole afternoon, you know, and, and they've scored from it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, you said as it's just the end of an era and it's, it's now kind of looking like a a slow, painful end of an era, you know, whereas you would have thought Celtic would have put up a stronger title challenge than this, you know, so. 19 points behind, uh, 2nd of January, there's a host, there's a massive goal deficit, Tony, you're looking at that performance today and as I say, positivity at half-time when you listen to how we were speaking. But before the game, you mentioned Beaton. All he needs to do is take a look round because he's got Ayer covering him. Now, Morelos is already at an angle. Ayer pushes him out, danger over, and he rugby tackles him. Be aware. You know. Be spatially aware. Mm-hmm. In a game of this magnitude, you, ha- you have to win. Drawing wasn't an option. <laughs> Losing most certainly wasn't an no. option. Uh, you know, I just I, I can't for the life of me understand footballers at times. You know, because everything's going so well. All that's missing was a goal. But the the way they were playing, they would have scored. They would have scored. You know, and you, and in that instant, you not only handed the initiative to Rangers to go and win that game, you just handed the title more or less to Rangers. Absolutely. You know, and you can say what you like. You know, the, be as optimistic as possible. You're talking about a Devon Lock type collapse for Rangers, and also as well, you're you're looking at who who's going to lay a glove on Rangers because they're winning ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And they're doing what it takes to get the results. Yeah, and they yep. conceivably could go through the whole season and not lose a game. Now, these are the, the things that, as a Celtic fan, um, seemed impossible, you know, at the end of last season, Tony. Now, Rangers uh, are there on merit. They're there on merit. And I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, Morello should have been off for the stamp on Frimpong. He should have been off for kicking Scott Brown. You know, we are the architects of our own demise here. We really are. So we can look at all the uh, mitigating circumstances surrounding Ball and Golligate. We can look at bad refereeing decisions here and there. Celtic are to blame for this on so many levels. You take it from the players right through to Lenny and his coaching staff and then even higher up the tree. So the whole thing, as you say, it's the end of an era because there's going to be massive changes at Celtic Park come the summer. Huge changes. There's got to be. Ten was the big figure, right? Stopping the ten or winning the ten. And only one team was geared for the ten. And that one team's currently 19 points ahead. Mm -hmm. Rangers built as good a team as they could possibly build under the financial constraints that they have and they gathered a group of players who who were fighting for a quest and a cause and who were it was spelled out the importance of stopping the 10 Celtic went in this season again with a laissez-faire attitude to the Champions League gambled played Russian roulette again as I keep going back to with the Champions League lost to a by-average Hungarian side, mm-hmm. then started signing players after the horse had bolted, right? Now, if you're serious about the 10, you should have been gearing up for the 10 the minute the league was called last season, right? And have a if there was a season to throw the kitchen sink at it and, you know, and reap the rewards come May, it was this season, mm-hmm. but they did. They did nothing. They sat on their laurels and thought, "Do you know what?" Yeah, they watched Celtic lose to Rangers in the last three of three Rangers games, and now that's four, isn't it? Is that four in the spin? Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody will. They usually do. It's three because the the other game would have been the March encounter. That right, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, but and 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 they've sat on their hands mm-hmm. you know and uh, I, keep, I need to keep stop saying that uh, and and they're now it's it's all coming crashing down mm-hmm. round about them and you know as, as much as Celtic supporters will feel you know buoyed by maybe the performance today it's the bigger picture mm-hmm. there has to be change and there has to be a manager that comes in and does what Brendan Rodgers did, and we spoke about this too, is build a culture in that club. doesn't have to be somebody who has an affinity with the club or has been at the club before. just needs to come in and really clear it out, as you say, major change and build a culture again to, to obviously they're going to have to try and wrestle the title back off of Rangers. Uh, because they ain't going to do that this season. And no manager wants to come in at this moment in time because it's a forlorn hope and task. So they will have that root and branch meeting with Lenny 
what can you do? This is a big question. And we knew that the board had come out and said this is going to be reviewed in January. And we all kind of pin, pinned the second uh, as being the date for that. The outcome of that would generate uh, the narrative of that review. Who's going to take a job at this stage of the season? Who's going to take that Celtic job at this stage of the season because it's got failure stamped all over it? Yeah, you don't want to be the man who limps into second place in, in the 10, you know, is lost on your tenure. So I guess Celtic will be, will just limp on with Neil Lennon at the helm until the end of the season when they decide enough's enough and we have to bring in somebody who or someone with new and fresh ideas you know uh, I just the performance I mean up in 65 minutes they played really really well mm-hmm. you know and it's it's disappointing but it's it's disappointing the way it's just kind of unravelled in the space of a few minutes you know and, and everything kind of come to come crashing down the way it has, 19 points in January the 2nd, that's just not good enough. See, when the, the sending off happens and you're looking at that scoreline, nothing each, and you think, well, the best we can do at this moment in time is a nothing each draw. But the level of collapse after that, I mean, the shape disappeared from the Celtic side, Tony. Would you expect such a level of collapse? And this is where, yeah, I, I criticise Neil Lennon regularly uh, this season. And those above him at the club. But sometimes, looking at the players also today, there, there was a real collapse. I mean, the, the shape disappeared. This is a Rangers side that didn't threaten for the entire game up to that point. Yep. And then you just knew it was a matter of time before they made the breakthrough. How worrying is that? You've just touched upon it there. That The big worry is that within five minutes, your season unravelled. Mm-hmm. You know, you... You go down to 10 men and the least you have to take from the games are nil-nil. Right? Or that's, that's certainly your thinking. Or if we can get a high ball set piece aimed at your, your taller taller players, you know, maybe, maybe snatch it. But if you're talking about, okay, they lose a man, let's adapt to changing circumstance... You know, if, if all else fails, we get a nil-nil. And they couldn't do that. It was 62 minutes, so we're watching the screen here, the, the red card, and they were one down within, what, three minutes, 65 yeah. minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, it's appalling. That, that it's appalling in the sense that you just don't have the personnel to see that through. And the minute he gets sent off, every Celtic supporter probably say to himself, we're going to lose now. See the thing here, I'm just looking at uh, some of the the points coming through. Um, There's no conspiracy. There's absolutely no conspiracy. This is the fault of the player who gave the referee decision to make. I think he made the right decision. I actually don't see any argument with this. But see when he he comes down here, see when you, you see Morelos hitting the deck from the stand side angle, right? Ayer is already up in these gears. Yes. And he's making his way over to that situation. Beaton is is so poor at that stage. The decision making is dreadful by Beaton. How how can anybody say that's a conspiracy? It's it's just a dreadful lapse in concentration, which we spoke about at the start. Yep. 
he just switched off. He's rugby tackled a guy to the deck who's running through and goal. You know the, 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 you know your eyes tell you that, that there's no conspiracy. That's a straightforward red card as you're going to see. Yes. You know you can argue the toss about the Morelos one as you said, and we both said it should be a red card. Okay, that that's fair enough. But I, you know, up until that point, Celtic were comfortable in the game. Well, seventy minutes. So within eight minutes. The season unravelled, yeah. This is a problem again, and I've used this in this example so many times. When Simunovic gets sent off at Ibrox, and we're able to regroup and reshape and deal with that challenge, I had no belief that we were going to do that. No belief. Today. Yeah, you had the personnel to cope with that back then, didn't you? And you'd faith in the manager mm-hmm. to make the right tactical adjustments, which he did because he brought on a striker, didn't he? He brought on Edward, and That's he right. knew fine well that if Edward and Dembele could get one move going, they're a good chance of scoring, which is what happened. Because that three-two game, what makes Edward's goal that day is the pass from Dembele. Yes, it's the first time ball through, mm-hmm. and Edward does what he did with the ball at his feet, and you know. But you had no confidence in that team coming back into that game or winning that game with ten men, and. History tells you that Celtic have won many a game with 10 men. They've won league titles with 10 men in the past. But everything about this season, from the top to the bottom, the managers, players, you just knew that they were not going to win that game with 10 men today. Quite a few comments coming through in relation to Chris Ayer's performance. It's... um it's difficult to, to pull positives because of the disappointment of that result and the ramifications of it, Tony, as much as the fact that we've just been beaten 1-0 at Ibrox. It's the ramifications of the season of the 10 in a row, which is gone. And I, I would challenge anyone to argue the toss on that. That's gone. And we've seen it disappear in front of our eyes. And there's, there was plenty of calls earlier on, much, much earlier on, for change to be made. And we've sat on it and sat on it. And I say we as a club, and we've allowed it to happen. Yeah. And it has unraveled because we knew the challenge was there. And they were building momentum. Now, the biggest thing about today, had we won the game, and at halftime it looked likely, as we said, is that the momentum, the shift, the pendulum, comes in our direction. Rangers then go into games against Aberdeen, Mullerwell, Hibs, Ross County. I wouldn't have thought they would win all those four games. After today, they probably will. Yeah. And the big issue for me now is after today, what, what's the response going to be from Celtic? What's the response going to be from those in charge who are doing this review? You reckon they're just going to leave it as is, maintain a status quo to the end of the season? I, I wouldn't bet against it. You know, we're, we've already been told that it's unlikely we're going to do any January transfer business. We've brought on Shane Duffy today, forced to bring him on, and he looks as poor as he ever has done. And could have walked. Could have walked. He could have walked. He's cumbersome. His passing is non-existent. At one point, he's playing centre-forward. I says to you, we're in Peter Schmeichel going up for corner territory here. This is desperate. The shape disappeared. You have to look at it. And, you know, we've said the, the end of an era and the unravelling. But, you know, it's it's close to shambolic as it gets. It is. You know? You you will limp on in the next few games and 
you know, and, and try and win your three in hand and reduce it to to ten. Yeah, no guarantee they'll win those three games in hand because I just think the players will be shocked because they actually played pretty well. Yeah, you know, and also it's just it's you know it's just so deflating for everybody involved. But going back to your point, this has been allowed to happen. In this season that Mm. it was supposed to be a celebration, you know, making history, you know, for all the right reasons, achieving something. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Something that's never been achieved before, and they're out of it by January the 2nd. Mm -hmm. You know, you spoke before, you shot yourself in both feet. Because you never gave yourself the opportunity to to go and compete when your main rival was tooling up and saying, we're coming for you. Yeah. We're coming for you. And they've been saying it for a few seasons, but they kept saying it, we're coming for you, we're coming for you, you know, until they got it right. And the season of all seasons, they seem to have got it right. Because you're not hauling that back. I don't care what anybody no, says. No chance. The, you know, not, not, not those players. You know, that's as well as they could have played today for 65 minutes. And then the last 25 minutes, you know, you're, you're 10 men, you're up against it. And you got, there was an air of inevitability about there it. Was. There was. As soon was. as your man gets sent off. Mm-hmm. Whereas you contrast that with the 3-2 game. You were very much in that fighting, still saying, we can win this. You never had any feeling after Beaton walked, thought Celtic could go and win that today. And that's been allowed to happen, you know, from the top, through the manager to the players themselves. You know, we've, we've spoken about it so often. And who is going to want to take that over mid-season or... You know, and who, what, what players are going to want to come in to the club in January, in January if, yeah. if at all? Well, you're right. buying damaged goods in January, yeah. if anything. If anything, right? So you're going to just that 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 malaise that's set in is now going to fester until mm. till May, until you turn round and you either part company with the manager and try and recruit someone of repute. Which, if if Peter Law was to be believed, then he had lots of CVs mm. 
So go and do your due diligence and get the best man for the job. Gary Murphy, that there won't be changes until the end of the season. I agree with that because I feel that there has been uh, there's been an arrogance. There's been an arrogance set in at the the top end of our club, whereby they're watching this unravel. We were shouting about it on this podcast since September, October, and were heavily criticised. But that comes with the territory, so that's fair enough. But everybody, there's a huge amount of people out there who could see this happening. They could see it unravelling. It's not about the 90 minutes today. No. That was just Celtic season in a nutshell today. Right? And we couldn't deal with that adversity. And we've not dealt with any adversity this season. And the whole title challenge has collapsed today. And anybody who thinks that there's still a chance, I'm sorry, but you need a reality check. This is why there were Celtic fans up at Celtic Park just a matter of weeks ago protesting. Because this is the result of that arrogance that's crept in at the top level of Celtic Football Club. We talk about, uh, you know, who would want the job. Well, no one wants to come in and be known as a guy that limps to losing the 10 in a row. But also, who wants to be the manager that is working under the conditions whereby you're given a group of players and you're told just to deal with them, where your input into a lot of the signings is non-existent, where you identify players and they're not signed for you? Because that's what we've seen under Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon. So the whole structure will need to change before Celtic can move on from this. Yeah, there's also, I agree completely with that. I mean, we've covered that every time I've been on here with... We've spoken about all those issues. There's also an element as well. You talk about the arrogance. There's also an element of being dismissive of the Rangers' challenge this season. Yep. That the bubble will burst. That somebody will beat them. You know, nobody's been able to lay a glove on them. And in the, and in today, when Celtic were laying a glove on them, they still didn't score. You know, so they're not losing goals either. And the 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 threat. From the start of the season was serious. Very serious. Yeah, and we've seen it early on. And of course, the, the, the 2 0 game at Celtic Park yep. was as serious as it gets when mm-hmm. you never had a shot at goal. So you say to yourself, okay, right, decent, they function as a unit, got a team collective going there, we need to match that. And they stood idly by and I don't know what they hoped and prayed for. So you thought, nah, it'll, it'll burst itself, they'll, they'll collapse or they'll, somebody will beat them or, or whatever. Celtic are their main challenges. I mean, it's up to them to go and beat them. You know what I mean? So it's... I Rangers uh, haven't played well today. They've still won. Still 19 points ahead. And everything that you said that, you know, in interference from managers and players and you know, from the top and that arrogance. Well, I think a lot of people thought that when they did the 9 and 10 would be a formality. And it's came home to mm-hmm. roost and bite mm-hmm. them and it's biting them in the worst possible way. You know, 19 points behind Rangers on January the 2nd. And they're galvanised by that today. Of course they are. You know, going into this run of so-called difficult fixtures. Um, they'll probably reel off four victories in the spin. Yeah. Because that's what winning does. Beach conference and, and and now they'll know that. Do you know what? They, you, you look at the fixtures, you can count down how many victories they'll need to win the title. I, know. I don't know how many it is off the top of my head. 
uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but you can actually start counting down, and Rangers will be doing that. They'll be knocking them down like skittles now, one at a time. You know, one victory, two victories, three. You know, there'll be X amount of victories from from winning the league. You know, and and that you said it as well there. The, Brendan Rodgers left because of that interference at the top. You know, so manager, any manager coming in has to get a free reign. Mm-hmm. has to be given control of the football side of the operation. It has to, because no manager will touch it with a barge pole. And we've spoken about that, but they, they have to go and, if they want to be serious and get a serious managerial heavyweight, then they're going to have to say, there's autonomy mm-hmm. in football matters, team selection, player selection. You know, we'll back you to the help. Because that that serious, as you say, that a serious culture has to change at the football club. Because they've allowed that, call it, you called it arrogance, possibly, just falling asleep at the wheel. Oh, yeah. From a position of total and utter dominance and strength. You know the thing, right? You mentioned the first game. The signs were all there. The undermining of the manager. The leaking of the teams. Ball and golly thinking that it was acceptable to do what he did. Everything else that was happening around about that time. The the comments made by Neil Lennon about the culture, which we've spoken a lot about, Tony. About players agitating for a move. There's been so much wrong this season that a simple change of manager is not going to put it right because they're still going to be working under the same constraints that are laid out by those in charge. Now, the, the big thing, again, looking at uh, Brennan Rodgers' time coming into the club, what then happens is that creates a whole new set of problems because Brennan, or a manager like Brennan Rodgers who wants autonomy on football matters won't work well with Peter Lowell. So th- this is a massive issue. This isn't just, right, we had to play beat on at centre-half. This is a huge issue from the very, very top of the club. Yeah, but we spoke about it the last time. What happens when you give managers full autonomy? Hey, they become the most successful managers in the history of the club. Yeah. They win things. They dominate. They create wee football dynasties for a period of time. You know? And Celtic, there is no reason why Celtic should not have been able to win 10 in a row. No reason whatsoever. And the fans have been shouting about it from like five, six. Forgetting that they had to win seven, eight, nine, and ten, but what a missed opportunity in history! Huge, uh, you know. And uh, it's you look back on it, and it, it's a sore one. It'll, it'll, it'll hurt for a long, long time. And uh, they've only, you see, they've only got themselves to blame. Yeah, I don't know. The, you. You talk about people having, a, you know, th- these guys claim to want the best for the club. Clearly they didn't from the start of this season. No. And the season that mattered most to every Celtic supporter, they've been found wanting in every department. It's ten ten years of hard, hard graft, isn't it? It's ten years of hard graft. Yeah. Just be told they still need a goalkeeper. Still need a centre-half. I know. Dominant centre half, and you can argue they still need fullbacks, right? So there's so 
so, so much wrong. And any new manager coming in, correct? One has to be brave, but has to have total and utter belief in himself to shut out the noise that might come from upstairs and, and do it their way. And that's if you you get a manager of repute. I, I just find it staggering that you're sitting here talking about a loss to Rangers that puts them 19 points behind them. Mm-hmm. You cannot underemphasise the the starkness of that statistic. It's not three or four or five points or a retrievable lead. It's 19 points behind Rangers. We're not at the races. We're just not at the races. And the performance for 65 minutes masked a wee bit. You know, had Celtic won... There would have been doubt creeping in, and they might they would have breathed fire into their title aspirations, but they would have still had to win those three games to bring it down to four by winning all the other games as well. Yep. So, but winning was everything today for for those building blocks and for those things to happen. Losing was not in the equation, and certainly losing in the fashion and manner which they did in the end up was just it. it, it it beggars belief, it really does. It's You know, you, you know the big thing, Tony, right? And again, I try not to get too, too hung up on what's happening elsewhere. But Rangers have gambled massively. They've gambled massively on stopping Celtic from winning this 10. But that gamble's just about to pay off. Now, Lee Jones makes a point on Twitter, the board staked the 10 on Lenny. Now, there's a gamble. It's failed miserably and spectacularly. But when you look at those people who are in high power position at football clubs the size of Celtic, you make your decision. And, and you know, it's good management at times to have that loyalty, right? And if we win, as we did last season, you're held that it's the right decision. But when it starts going wrong, there's also a decision to be made. So at that level, you've got to be able to take that risk in the field. Got to react to changing circumstances. Yes. But I said the last time I was on, Lenny was brought in to steer them over the line for the nine. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. He was brought in to do that and he secured the treble treble and that's when Lenny should have parted company with the club. Thanks very much. You took the job at short notice. You guided us over the line. Brilliant. And then another culture should have started. Mm-hmm. You know, anything after Brendan Rodgers was going to be a bit of a downgrade. I get that. But you should still have been planning for the 10. You know, with someone else, possibly. But sentiment got the better of them. Gambled on Lenny. Do you yep. gamble on 10 in a row? Do you take a gamble on 10 in a row? You ensure 10 in a row and see people with the business acumen and the brains that are supposed to operate your football club. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we can see that, I'm not a number cruncher. I don't make big financial decisions. But, you know, I know what's happening at the football club. I can see it unraveling, I can see it unfolding. Ferenc Varos, Aberdeen, you know, 2 and 12. They won two games in 12. You get sacked at junior level, amateur level for a record like that. And they sat there and they watched Rome burning in front of them and decided, we'll stick with it. Because they had no plan B. No. Because they gambled, as your man said, your 
the guy that's written in there, they gambled on Lenny, making it fine. On the season that mattered, the biggest season since 67. Mm-hmm. And that's no exaggeration. Or maybe 75 when they were going for 10 originally back then. Yeah? So, it definitely is, aye. And, but to Celtic supporters, this is the one that mattered. You know, and you'd got yourself into, you'd manoeuvred yourself into a position in Scottish football where you were dominant kingpins, lording it, living at large, that you just thought, do you know what? We don't need to do too much because we'll win it anyway. You know, you pay attention to what your rivals are doing. You know, if you don't like to look too much about, but you pay attention, you be aware. Mm-hmm. They were tooling up, they were bringing in players. Some you might not have heard of, but others. Bringing in players that could do a job in Scottish football. Well, turns out, oh, oh, oh he's, he's better than I thought. I hadn't heard of him. It's no surprise, is it? Once you get that kind of nub of a scouting network going, you know, brought in a couple of British players as well. Yep. Understand, you know, understand the culture of Rangers that Gerard bought into that, bought into him. Stephen Gerrard's a big name in world football. Like at Olympic, he's a big name. Brendan Rodgers was a big name in world football. Respect. They command it. No, so that that culture that he's took a wee while to build at Ibrook, Stephen Gerrard, it's now it's now happening. You can now see it. Yeah. The guys know what they're doing. For all they were ranked rotten the day Rangers for a lo- lots of that game. But their goalkeeper performed. That's his job. Their defenders didn't concede a goal. That's their job. Gave up chances, but he still had faith in the guy, the number one, who at 38 was flinging himself about like a teenager yeah. because it matters that much to him. You know, when you, you look at the, the performance today and over the last six games and the introduction of Sorrow and Turnbull and that era of positivity returning to discussions like this, if we have won leagues, you never look back on a game that you just edged 1-0. You never look back at a game where Julian scores at New Douglas Park and you think, you know, one nothing against Hamilton. Because that is what you class, if you're on top of the league, as championship winning form. So there's no caveat to today's game at the end of the season which said, oh, but Celtic played OK for 60 minutes. No. It means nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. Because in a game like today, the only thing that means anything is that final score. And they have got over the line. And they'll do it by any means. And if that means Morelos stamps on one of your best players two minutes into the game, that's what they'll do. They'll do anything in their power to stop Celtic from winning the 10. Now, Chris Moore asks an interesting question. Is Peter Lowell still going to come on to the bulletin for an interview? I would love for that to happen. The offer is there. There's a bounty for charity, should he do it. And we have been given... Um, an update and a response by the club to say that we will review it in January. So obviously that's a stock answer on our drop-down menu, which we have been given. How will the review go with the manager? Someone else asks me here, will Neil Lennon walk? I think the answer to that question is no, he won't. I don't think Neil Lennon will walk. It would need to be a decision made by the board. Lenny's just about to be interviewed on Sky Sports. And we are coming to the end of our bulletin, which, uh, you know was enjoyable uh, pre-match and at half-time. 
not so much afterwards but always enjoyable to catch up with Anthony Haggerty and hopefully we can do it again throughout 2021 thank you for everybody for getting involved and um, we'll see you again on Monday at 12.30 on a Celtic State of Mind This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Let's take a moment and think about the things you love. It could be stuff like vintage vinyl, stylish sunglasses, or your exotic fish collection. Whatever your passion is, the new Multiply the Cash Scratchers from DC Lottery gives you a chance to multiply your cash by 5, 10, 25, or even 100 times and enjoy a lot more of the stuff that makes you, you. Multiply the Cash Scratchers from DC Lottery. If you love it, multiply it. Please play responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.